You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And we're back on a Tuesday. I feel like it's been a minute since we've done a Tuesday show. Locked On Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team every day? I am your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. And yeah, we're doing we're doing Tuesdays again, especially because uh, today was the last time we had locked on college football, or at least I did. It will be going all week. Today was the last one. I ran it solo uh, because my guy Zach Blackerby could not join me today, so I did it solo. So check that out, locked on college football, the Tuesday episode. I just I talked about a lot of the same themes we talk about here, but you can get more of it and more of me if you really want it, which I don't know how much you really want it, but if you do, it's there for you. Um, so today, we I, I messed up yesterday on Monday and said we I was ro- not wrong that we have a special guest. We do. I was just wrong at who it was going to be because I said it was going to be locked on Iowa, and I thought it was locked on Hawkeyes, whatever it is. I, I thought it was because I actually reached out to him today and said, hey, can we push back a little bit? And he's like, we're, we're going tomorrow, man. And I'm like, that's crazy because I'm the one who set the time for it. Uh, but we do have, uh, in my eyes, and not to disparage them, but like an even better guest in Steve Lorenz from 24-7 Sports to, to give us a primer on the 2022 class as far as t- targets to watch. And it's good timing because it was not exactly a year ago, but like a year ago this week, we did the exact same thing. So we're bringing him back to do that again this year. We did more than 10. Uh, Last year we did 10. We did more than 10. Uh, So uh, I just completed my interview with him a minute ago. So if you're wondering why I'm speaking in past tense, that is why. Uh, so we should probably talk about something first, but we'll make it quick and we'll make it light so we can get to the meat of the actual day here, which is hearing Steve Lorenz talk about recruiting. And uh, it's, uh, I, you know, just I, I think it's a good idea to talk spring practice again because it was just good to see that video that Michigan posted. Good to see that, you know, the guys working out and I knew we weren't going to see him outside. Like I said yesterday, I knew I wasn't going to see him walking by Shem Beckler or whatever, but it's just good to see already like football is back. And that's something that we didn't get last year and how important that is this year. And especially because like just seeing, you know, Cade McNamara all fired up and it's just crazy because this time last year that's not where we'd be thinking of you know returning starting quarterback Cade McNamara now he started all of one game and he didn't finish it due to injury but he's out there so that's great uh and then you know obviously JJ McCarthy is is there and they need this battle in the worst way and I, I'm not willing to crown a champion for it. And, like, that's no offense to Cade. I feel like I'm constantly underrating Cade, and I'm not really. I just think Cade has been in a position where he's got to earn every single thing he gets because he came before, you know, was coming in with people that came before him. Like, I'm still high on Milton. I've had this conversation with other people that are still high on Milton, even, you know, football people. Even though the fan base might not be, I think that Milton is still going to be a stud wherever he goes. It might take a minute still because clearly 
there's some stuff to work out. I think that he could be an absolute monster. Uh, but so I thought Cade was at, you know, he had to battle Milton and McCaffrey for a minute. Although I, you know, I'm, I'm not surprised that things played out the way they did with, you know, Milton winning the job, McCaffrey transferring. So, uh, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm really wanting to see how this quarterback battle plays out. I want to see how these coaches acclimate. I'm just glad that they got everything kind of in order. It was great seeing a quick snippet of Mike McDonald out there on the field doing it. That's your defensive coordinator. And I said this to Steve in, in the in the pre the pre show, and I'm going to say it to you here. I think that Michigan's defense could have a meteoric rise compared to where it was. What was it, 88th or something like that, 79th, somewhere around there? It it could rise meteorically simply because they're not predictable. I felt Don Brown was so predictable in his last couple years. We've already talked about the Ohio State game. I've told you what that's all about. But another way that you can kind of see it, look at the Wisconsin game. Look at how Wisconsin just shredded Michigan and never looked like the that type of offense for the rest of the year. Michigan against Wisconsin, they like every time they'd show blitz. Every time you knew the blitz was coming, not just showing blitz. Blitz is coming from the from the the left side. Wisconsin was running right. Blitz is coming up the middle. Wisconsin attacked the middle of the field. Quick quick throw underneath. It, it just seemed like Wisconsin had a strong beat on what Michigan was doing defensively at all times. Michigan has the talent. I understand this is not the this isn't going to be 2017-2018 defense. It's just not 2016. It's just not going to be that. It's, I, I, I would be shocked if Michigan came out and was a top four defense this year. But I see no reason, especially having spring ball, having a lot of talent. It, it does have a lot of talent. The, the, you, you look at Daxton Hill. You look at Christopher Hinton. You look at uh, Aiden Hutchinson. They have talent. I don't know how they're going to fill all the roles as far as the defense is concerned, but there's a lot of guys that are vying for playing time. A lot of them are young, which does not bode well, but we've seen young defenses be really good like the 2016 one. I mean, that was a super young defense, 2017 rather. We'll see how it plays out. All right, let's get that's enough of me rambling on doing whatever. Let's get to the meat of it all. Let's get to Steve Lorenz. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, 100% more for the same exact auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? RockAuto.com, family business, serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box so that they know that we sent you? 
Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And as promised, we do have a guest today. It's someone that I love to have on as much as possible. And uh, it's been a long time since we have had him. My mentor from 24-7 Sports, Steve Lorenz, here to talk a little recruiting. Steve, thanks for coming on as always. Yeah, of course, as any time, man. So, as usual, uh, it was was a little bit of a different year for me because I started actually covering recruiting a lot more than I had been, kind of getting back to my 24-7 roots for a minute and then they announced the season was back up. So I kind of fell off a little bit. So I need your help. And I'm sure that everyone here listening would appreciate it in the sense of, I have a better idea right now of some of the guys that Michigan's really going after, but I want to hear a little bit more from you of 10 guys or so uh, over the course of the next, however long of, 10 guys that you think that Michigan is highly prioritizing and that uh, have a really good chance of actually coming aboard. Now I know that like, I would assume Jaden Gould would be on that list. I know he put out his top six today and Michigan was included. Uh, so let's start with him. What do you see from him? Michigan, he's got the hundred percent crystal ball uh, indicating that he'll end up at Michigan coming out of the 2022 class. Right. So obviously the biggest thing with, really almost all these guys was if the, if the previous, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, if the previous staff had offered is the new staff still interested. And uh, Gould was one guy we were kind of wondering about. Feels like their interest is still very, very, very legitimate for him. Uh, Mike crystal ball has been on Michigan. There uh, is a guy that I feel pretty good about Michigan's chances. I would be pretty surprised at this point. If, when he makes his initial verbal commitment, uh, if it wasn't to the Wolverines, uh, very unique prospect. I mean, he's a legitimate six, two, six, three, uh, I want to say that he last weighed in over 200. I mean, he's a big, a big kid, uh, at cornerback. We got him at 190. I want to say he's probably closer to 200 now. Uh, very, very interesting prospect. A guy that could maybe be a corner or a safety, but really plays like a corner at the high school level. Um, you know, as, as all these guys are, maybe plays a little bit out of position at times just because his team needs him. You know, I think he's played a little bit of linebacker, you know, stuff like that. But, you know, for Michigan, he's definitely a cornerback safety type guy, uh, but absolutely still uh, a tip top target for them. And a guy that uh, I was like, I think Notre Dame, USC, he does have a Clemson offer, which is always noteworthy because Clemson doesn't offer a lot of guys. Um, If they offer a guy, they usually, that that they like him. It's not a, uh, you know, just throwing out there type deal. So, you know, Clemson always a factor, and then uh, I think Penn State Rutgers are also in there as well. Yep, uh, that's actually you just named his top six. So uh, that's uh, oh, was it? Yeah, yep, no. exactly. 
exactly his top six. Uh, so yeah, that's that's one guy I have my eye on. I'll lead you with one other guy, and then uh, and then I'll leave it completely up to you. Uh, Dylan Tatum is a guy that I would have had I've, if I had a crystal ball. Still, I would have had it on Dylan Tatum forever ago. Even though Michigan State is really, really, really tried to ramp it up to the point where he said, "Yeah, they're trying to put the force, you know, force commit, force me to commit to some degree." He's a guy that I still see going to Michigan, even more so now that Ron Bellamy would be his position coach. Absolutely. That's like how much more of a connection could you have at that point, right? Because really Michigan is looking at him mostly defensively now. I know Jay Harbaugh had evaluated him. They liked him at running back earlier on, but it seemed the more film they got, I know this season, um, really, really good on the defensive side of the ball. I think the logic there is, it's harder to find really good defensive backs than it is to find a good running back. Um, but absolutely. Uh, definitely a kid that I think Michigan's in. The Bellamy hire absolutely helps Michigan's chances there. And, uh, yeah, Michigan State's done a pretty good job with that one, though. I mean, he's definitely been listening to them, uh, you know, they've as they're, as they're going to, right? I mean, Michigan State's in a position they really have to try to make some kind of statement in state to, to compete with Michigan on the recruiting trail right now. And uh, Tatum's kind of one of the guys they've really, really honed in on. But, yeah, with Bellamy on staff, it'd be really hard to imagine uh, that he's not, again, much like Gould, a guy that I feel like would be a semi-surprise if his initial verbal commitment is not to Michigan, for sure. All right, let's uh, let's stay on the defensive side. Give me a couple more guys that you think that uh, Michigan fans should be on the lookout for. Well, the big one has got to be Will Johnson. The uh, five-star cornerback out of Gross Point South, uh, nation's number four cornerback, which is crazy because he's actually ranked eighth overall in the country, but he's the fourth at his position. Uh, the cornerback spot is loaded this cycle. But Michigan legacy, dad played for Michigan back in the I don't know, it was like early 90s or so, um, is going to be deciding, I want to say, about a little less than a week from now. I believe it's the 28th is when he's going to make his decision. That's a three-team race, Michigan and USC, Ohio State. I actually kind of think USC is the other program. Uh, I, would, I would say Ohio State is running third there as things are winding down, but another guy where just the legacy deal, Michigan's new staff led by uh, Maurice Linguist have done a really, really – you know, that was the big thing with the new staff is kind of having to solidify these, you know, down and, and like, get – on the same page as these top targets, you know, cause that's one way you can lose some of these guys is with a big coaching change like that. Not only did they get rid of their defensive coordinator, but they switched to almost every position defensively. Um, actually at this point they have, except for Nua, right? So, you know, keeping Will Johnson on the same page as the new staff was important, but they've done a great, great job there. My crystal balls on Michigan. I've kept it at a six confidence the entire time. I have no plans on changing it right now. Um, as we know with recruiting, things can always change. But he's definitely one to keep an eye on. Another guy that has kind of risen a little bit is actually ranked even higher than Will Johnson would be defensive tackle Walter Nolan out of Cordova, Tennessee. I believe he's a Mississippi native, uh, but will be playing high school football at uh, in Cordova, Tennessee this year. Michigan, Ron Bellamy has a connection there. Um, the new staff has been on him like crazy. Uh, he released a top 10 that included Michigan. Where Michigan would lie in that top 10, I think is kind of up in the air right now, as you would expect. I mean, he's got, he's got everybody after him. Um, 
could be the number one player in the country, really. Uh, just, he reminds a lot of people of Rashawn Gary as far as – he's a little bit bigger, though, but as a big dude that moves really, really fast. So um, maybe for Michigan, maybe more Mo Hurst, I guess, I mean, because he's definitely a guy that's going to play in the middle, not a guy that will move out to the edge, even in a 3-4 type set. So uh, he's definitely one of them. Another guy – defensively I mean probably Josh Burnham I mean even though they're technically recruiting him as an athlete um, would definitely be that edge backer kid out of Traverse City Central Michigan quietly a top 100 prospect and another guy Michigan actually has all the crystal ball predictions for they're in the final three with uh, Notre Dame and Wisconsin I don't think anybody at those two programs like feels great about their chances I know the Brian John Marie departure at least made Michigan sweat for a minute, but I don't feel like it's going to be an issue. I feel like he is still a pretty big Michigan lean. Try to throw out another name, another name to watch. I'm not sure how great of a chance Michigan's going to have here, but another kid on the edge that they really, really love is Keaton Wade, uh, a four-star. Again, he'd be about the same size as Burnham and an outside like edge type guy in a three, four out of a uh, Spring Hill, Tennessee, you know, Michigan's hitting Tennessee very, very hard is a kid that, like Mike McDonald, George Hilo have made uh, major priorities since they came on board. Kind of, he's one of those like new names that I don't think the last staff would have even offered or pursued that this staff has like really made a really top priority. So, you know, he's another one to watch. I think there's a very interesting group of schools involved for him, but the thing to watch with him is his twin brother is actually a three-star quarterback prospect. Question will be, does he follow his brother? Do him and his brother go to the same school or not? I'm not convinced Michigan will move on his brother, especially if it's at quarterback. So um, he's another one to watch. A couple other names I'll just mention. Joe Strickland, four-star defensive end out of uh, Indianapolis area. Anthony Lucas, who actually we're releasing our new rankings on Wednesday. Uh, He will be moving way up. Uh, Defensive tackle out of Scottsdale, Arizona. He's actually visited Michigan. He'll be a top 100 prospect. And then um, try to think of another good one here. Oh, Benjamin Morrison, another cornerback, six foot out of uh, Phoenix, another Arizona kid who I think is a really good fit for Michigan. They're they're going to take a lot of corners. I mean, they only signed Jaden McBurrow's last cycle, so um, he'd be another defensive guy to watch. Awesome, uh, all really really good stuff, and uh, definitely learned a couple new names there, especially the whole new staff thing. Let's continue talking here in a moment about the offense. Uh, and uh, some of those recruits here in a moment. But before we do, uh, I obviously have to mention our friends over at betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And guess what? Best Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, reality TV. You can bet on whatever your heart desires. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline, as you covered for all the news, scores, and the odds, is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to BetOnline.ag, sign up today, put in promo code LOCKDOWN, get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Steve, we've covered a lot on the defensive side. Offensively, I mean, the staff is mostly intact. There's some changes and everything, but... Uh, Still, you're you're looking at the same scheme. You're looking at all the same stuff. Who who are the guys that they're really chasing right now that you believe potentially could actually become Wolverines? Uh, we'll start at running back, where 
big question will be how many do they take after taking two last cycle? Will they take two more? Will they just stick with one? My suspicions are if they get a kid like Gavin Sawchuk, uh, five-star out of Littleton, Colorado, Valor Christian, same high school that Dylan McCaffrey played at, that they may just stick with one back. Um, he was the first phone call that Mike Hart made after he was uh, brought in as running backs coach. You know, as a kid that was – Michigan was also his first scholarship offer too. Uh, Jay Harbaugh, the first to offer him. Now, I mean, he's got everybody. He's got 35, 40 offers now. So, you know, that's always something I think kids keep in mind, uh, even if there's, like, coaching shifts and stuff, because Jay's still on staff, obviously. So it's not as if, you know, like you said, most of the offensive staff's still intact. So the defensive – all the defensive changes don't mean anything to a kid like Sawchuck when they know Michigan was the first offer. So, you know, Oklahoma, Oregon – are probably the other two schools that are really involved there. I think some people think he's leaning towards Oklahoma a little bit, but Oklahoma did already pick up a five-star running back a few weeks ago, so we'll see if that has any impact. Um, Caleb Brown, top 100 receiver. Michigan's recruited Chicago actually quietly well under Jim Harbaugh. You know, it's weirdly – I know Chicago's weirdly, like, doesn't produce, like, a ton of top, like, talent every year, which is kind of weird to me. It's, like, one of the – four or five biggest cities in the country. Uh, I feel like there'd be more kids coming out of the area, but there really isn't. Uh, Brown's a top kid out of the area this cycle, top player in the state of Illinois. Michigan-Ohio State, uh, I think Florida's probably involved a little bit too, but this one might be a Michigan-Ohio State battle. The little underlying storyline there will be interesting to me is Ohio State signed so many elite receivers and have a couple more verbals in the 2022 cycle. At what point does a kid look at their depth chart and say, Thanks, but no thanks. You know, I mean, it's it's crazy how many great receivers they've signed. I almost feel like Michigan could use that to their advantage to say you could play here faster, um, which, again, good problem to have for Ohio State, but in an individual recruitment, you're looking at all these names, you think you know, it'd be tough, tough to see the field right away. Um, another kid just outside of the Chicago area, actually Tyler Morris played with uh, J.J. McCarthy before McCarthy transferred to IMG Academy. He's won the Crystal Balls fully in favor of Michigan on the thinking of the offensive side of the ball. He might be the guy that I, if I, somebody had to force me to guess a guy that they're going to get, it would be him. He's just had a thing for Michigan for a while. Obviously McCarthy being there does not hurt uh, at all. So definitely a name to watch. There is a guy that, I mean, crystal balls have been in for Michigan for I think over a calendar year at this point. Um, another guy they really like, you know, they have Mar Marlon Klein already committed at tight end. And it's following the Michigan's kind of following a very similar, like a very familiar pattern in 22, where they've already gotten an, a tight end commitment that they really, really like, but they want to add a second. They just have a hard time getting a second guy to commit. Uh, I think a lot of guys would rather just kind of like quarterback with tight ends. Like I think guys would just rather be the guy mm. in their class at that position. Um, Oscar Delp out of uh, West Forsyth High School in, in Southern Georgia is a kid that again. We're get, we've talked about this before. Is Michigan's so good with evaluations. Um, Michigan was the first offer. He's now going to be a top 100 prospect in our newest update. I mean, their, their evals are awesome on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Delp, I think, cried when Michigan offered because he's actually a Michigan fan. Doesn't mean he's going to choose Michigan, but it gives Michigan a nice little factor in their favor that you wouldn't normally have from a kid out of that area. So Georgia, uh, Clemson, Again, another kid, now everyone's there, right? I mean, Michigan was the first one to offer, but now he's got everybody. Same same suspects, as always, that are, are, are relevant. Georgia, probably the school to watch. They got a commitment from 
Uh, Gunnar Stockton, one of the top quarterbacks in the cycle, they're pretty close. So he's definitely one to watch. Um, actually sticking at receiver, another guy they're really, really high on in-state is uh, Tayshawn Trent out of East Point, Michigan, East Detroit High School. Um, I like this kid a lot. I, I, he kind of strikes me as a kid who could play tight end. A lot of kids who are receivers don't want to play tight end, but they might be pros if they stuck and played tight end instead of playing receiver. I always think of Mark Andrews, Baltimore Ravens tight end, um, stopped, like would not be recruited by schools that wanted him at tight end. So Oklahoma lied to him and told him he could play receiver. And then he became the best tight end in the country. And he's one of the best tight ends in the NFL now. So, you know, I always look at a guy like Trent, kind of like Malik Carr, if you remember from Oak Park mm-hmm. last cycle or a couple cycles ago was a kid that like, if he embraces playing tight end, I think he'll play in the pro someday. I think Trent could be similar in that regard, uh, but might also just be a really tall wide receiver. It just kind of depends on how his body uh, develops and stuff because he's I think about 6'4", 215, which you know that can go either way at that point. So that's another one to watch. I know one kid at quarterback. Sam so has talked about quarterback at all. Uh, Drew Aller, a kid out of Medina, Ohio, which Medina is where uh, John Teske, former Michigan center, that's where he played high school basketball. Uh, Aller is a kid. If you're into watching film at all, I would I would turn on his his junior stuff. It was uh, it was like fun to watch it actually. He's a very interesting prospect. Another guy that Michigan wasn't the first offer. They were in there pretty early, though. He's another guy I think that's going to really going to rise in our next rankings update. So um, just a very unique prospect. Our people have compared him stylistically to Josh Allen, uh, the Buffalo Bills quarterback, as far as uh, his build, his ability to kind of make plays out of the pocket. Uh, but he can wing it, too. I mean, he can throw the ball really, really, really hard. So those are a few of the guys off the top of my head. Um, you know, Holden stays a kid who was committed to Penn State at tight end, decommitted. I think Michigan's really going to push there. Um, Omari and Hampton, four-star running back out of Clayton, North Carolina. I, for my money, I think he's one of the two or three best backs in the class. You know, Jay Harbaugh, another offer early, early on as a guy that Mike Hart's been uh, recruiting pretty hard. So, yeah, those are a few guys. I'm trying to think of any, anybody on the offensive line. I think Emil Wagner out of uh, – Wayne High School in Huber Heights, Ohio. Same high school as Tyree Kennel is a kid that Michigan's really after. I think Kentucky and Notre Dame are, are schools to watch in that one. So that's another guy to kind of keep an eye on as well. Definitely glad you clarified some of the uh, quarterback stuff because just just seems like everyone that was on the board, you know, not yep. even this time last year, but I mean, I'm talking even September 1st, uh, you got the kid uh, who ended up going to Texas, MJ Morris, who I remember I talked to on September 1st, and Nico Martial, who I've been talking to for years, who's off the board now at this point. So, lots. Yeah, they to... so they made a couple. They sorry, they made a they made a few offers recently. They offered a kid named Taven Jackson, who actually is the younger brother of the um, of Indiana's star basketball player Trace. Is it Trace Jackson Davis? I believe Something. is his name. Yeah, that's his younger brother. Uh, Michigan offered him. They offered Drew Aller, and they offered a kid named Nate Johnson way out in Fresno, California. My thought on quarterback offers is when more offers go out, it usually means that either like that they're those usually become like kind of big targets, right? So the names that yeah you mentioned uh, MJ Morris, there's Malik Murphy, a uh, couple other guys. Like I don't feel like those guys are going to be big time targets for Michigan anymore. I think you're going to see these newer names pop up 
into the fold with. I, I think Drew Aller is going to be their top guy. You know, not of Ohio, Ohio State's already got uh, Quinn Ewers committed, who's the number one quarterback in the country. So don't have to worry about the Buckeyes in that one necessarily. Um, and maybe Penn State would probably be one to watch there. But yeah, no, you're right though. The, the board at quarterback kind of took a really abrupt shift uh, when they put these last few offers out because we learned pretty quickly that these are guys that they're really high on. Well, all really, really good stuff. Uh, you could follow Steve at Tremendous UM on Twitter. Uh, make sure that you go to uh, the Michigan Insider, read his stuff. Definitely worth a subscription if you want to really be the first to know. Like, I've been very open. I think Steve is the best in the business. Uh, there's a reason why he's my mentor. Uh, and anything else you want to promote real quick, Steve? We're actually doing like a, I, I usually not a big, not a big promote promo guy, but we are doing a really good one right now for people. Um, 50% off an annual subscription. And it also gets you a free year of the CBS all access uh, streaming service, which I believe they're, it's going to be called Paramount plus in the near future. So if you see that, it's the same exact thing. Uh, it's actually something I use. Uh, and I don't, I don't, I would not say that if it was not true, uh, no, don't need to, oversell here uh it is actually a pretty legit streaming service there's some really good movies on there the, there's that show yellowstone which we actually just started last week which is actually pretty good um the stand the stephen king miniseries i just did is a another one i mean there's actually real like good stuff there so you get a basically two subscriptions for the price of half of one i guess would be the best way to put it so one of the probably honestly one of the best if not the best promo we run all year i think it runs through early march so if you want to think about it for a little bit so nice uh i might become a subscriber again i've as i've <laughs> as i've as i've been i've been open it's not i don't subscribe but uh not because i don't want to but because i feel like it keeps me keeps me honest right i'm not like no that's you know, I, yeah I, I don't uh i'm not that way when people are like you stole that or whatever i'm like i don't even know what you're talking about so right <laughs> anyway, uh, appreciate you coming on, Steve. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday with uh, Locked on Iowa. So I had my days wrong. That'll be Wednesday to preview the game on Thursday. So look forward to that. Appreciate you listening. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Lease the 2024 RX 350 Premium All-Wheel Drive for $5.28 a month for 36 months with $49.99 to its signing. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer in the Lexus Eastern area in its April 1st, 2024.